So how can it be, as we, that we left off last time, saying how can it be that specifically this thing, specifically the ability to appreciate the greatness of the Cheshbon and Efesh, cannot be appreciated by anyone other than someone who is already a tzaddik, someone who is already moshal over his ruach. And if you're not one of those people, then then uh, you you just won't be able to understand. Right? Why not? Even though like Noah was saying that he feels that he hears the point loud and clear. Right, Noah? Hmm? Correct, yeah. So, why, why is this the case? So, maybe the Ramchal is going to give us an analogy to try to understand it. It's a, it's a difficult analogy. I worked on it for a long time. Um, maybe I got it, maybe I didn't. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll try. Try to understand it. Okay? But... Um, Let's for now continue going. That's the question we want to bleed another try to come back and pick up. So, says the Ramchal, the who, Mashiach, Zichronim, Levrocha. If you want to understand the difficulty with which a regular person will have in, in figuring this out, right? Meaning, I just told you you won't be able to understand. Noah says he does understand. Ramchal says that he doesn't understand. So we have a machlaikas right now. Yosef, where do you fall in the machlaikas? Okay, so you, so so you're so you're with uh, you're with Noah. Okay, so it's two on one. So uh, we have the, the major, majority rule, right? <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay. So just, just joking. So okay. So that means that you guys, you guys need to understand what he's about to say, right? So he says that this is what the Gemara and Bometzia says. Teishes choshech vayehi laila. That there is that he places darkness and, and there is night. Zeha olam hazeh shedomu laila. This world is is a world which is similar to nighttime. That you that you that you don't appreciate that you that you can't that you can't see things. He's going to say, don't think it just means meaning kipshuto. You say, listen, this world a very a very deceptive, very unclear, murky, murky world, not clear of what's going on. That's what it means. He says, no, no, no. You have to really go all the way to the bottom of this chazal, right? Because it's an absolutely mind blowing chazal. If, if you were to do that, if you were to go deep into it to understand that you can understand this unbelievable depth over here. Says nighttime causes two different types of mistakes. It's possible to cause a person's vision, to a person's eye. Number one. Oh. Yechasa es ha'ayin ad shelo yira ma shelifonav klal. One is absolute pitch black, pitch darkness, where you really cannot tell. You will walk into a pole. Right? Oh, 
Sheyite also I sheyire lo amud kilu adam veadam kilu amud. Alternatively, if there is a little bit of light, it's a different type of mistake. Meaning, sometimes one of them can be worse than the other. Right? What's better, to be in pitch black or to be in very dark situation? So it depends. In pitch black, you're aware you don't see anything. So at least you're aware you're an ignoramus. But when it's very dark, you think you understand something. You think you have an idea of what it is. Right? You're running away from that thing that you think is a man, and you're running towards this thing which you think is a pole. But it's actually the opposite, right? Or the other way around, right? Cain homrius hagashmius haolomaze. And uh, I don't know why he's using both of these words here, homerius and gashmius. Obviously, uh, an observation. Vehine, hu It blinds the eye. So he's telling you, the reason why you, Noah, and you, Yosef, are not going to be able to appreciate the depth of this advice of making a cheshbon is because you are blinded. As long as you're in this world, you're blinded. Or, I mean, as long as you're under the control of this world, you're blinded. So, definitionally, you two, not me, because, you know, me, I'm together with Ramchal over there, right? But uh, the two of you guys, you, you are necessarily making these two mistakes. Yeah? Um... Number one, you're not going to see the traps. So you're going you're gonna to be stepping in all sorts of dangerous things and all sorts of bear traps and things. So literally, uh, the... The gullible people are just walking along, totally oblivious, and uh, and they're falling in, into the traps. And they're lost before even ever realizing that there was a issue to be concerned with over here. Now, uh, the Ramchal, Kedarko Bokodesh, is he's going to try to bring, he made just now, one sentence, but the sentence really had in it three subcomponents. And he's about to bring three Maimari Hazal. Um, guess what each one of the Maimari Hazal is going to be doing? Supporting one of those three subcomponents of his statement, right? The statement contained that number one, that they, 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 they don't see the mishal, they, the they don't see the stumbling blocks. Number two is that, the guy, that he's confident, meaning that not only do you not see the stumbling block, but you feel good, you feel confident, and you're going forward without even the concern that there are stumbling blocks. And finally is that that, that causes the person to be lost. That person causes the person to fall down and, and be lost and be destroyed. Right? So we have a triple problem. Have a pro- meaning, sorry, three points. Point number one, we have a, we have a, we have a stumbling block along the way. 
Number two, the gullible person does not realize and walks confidently. And number three, therefore he breaks his ankle. Or worse. Yeah? So now he's going to bring us three Maimare Chazal to substantiate this claim. Vahu Masha Amar Hakasov. The way of the evil is like in darkness. They don't know what they're tripping on. So, proof that there is trip, there are stumbling blocks along the way. Point number one. There are stumbling blocks along the way. But we don't know whether these Rishoyim were walking constantly or not. Maybe they were Maybe they were being very cautious, but still they were tripping, right? So another Maimar Chazal, the Amrum, Arum Roe Ra Vinister, a clever man, he sees the evil up ahead and he hides himself, right? So that's that's what a clever man does. Upisoyim Avru Veneenoshu, but the gullible ones, they go and pass over. And they're, and they're punished. Right? So here you are, you see that there's an issue with gullibility of not even uh, being aware, of looking ahead and being aware of the of the that, that, are, that are there. So we have now proven that there are stumbling blocks. We've proven that people are gullible and walk right into them. But we haven't yet seen that they are that they are destroyed. So finally, the Omer, Chochom Yorei, the Sarmira, a wise man, he's, he sees, he's, uh, and, and he, and he um, deviates from the evil, he, hide, he moves to the side from the evil, so he should, shouldn't get hurt by it. Uchsil, Miss Aber, but a fool, he crawl, he goes over. Uboteach. I apologize. I apologize. I, I, I switched around the order of things. The previous Maimar Chazal was where we see that he's actually destroyed. It was at Arum Roe Ra Venister Upisoyim Ovru Venenoshu. We don't see that they that these that they go constantly, but we see that they're punished. There we are. Sorry. So we see that they're punished, meaning that they they are uh, they're destroyed. They 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 get they are hurt, right? But we don't see that they necessarily go constantly. So over here in this final one, yeah, in Mishlei, so we we bring three psukim from Mishlei, and the third one is now saying Uxilim mis Uxil misaber uboteach, and he's confident. So there we are. We have all three points. We have the fact that there are stumbling blocks along the way. We have the fact that these people are confident; they're, they're not; they're, they don't even sense the danger. And finally, that they are nanshu; they are punished by their; they are hurt by it. Kilibam bori lehem keulam; their hearts are very confident for them, like a hole; they're totally open. Vinoflim terim yedu, and they fall before knowing anything. Meha Mirshal Klal without even any awareness of the stumbling block that they encountered. Okay, so again, so I just wanted to say that, that right basically just to make a summary, we have the Ramchal made a claim. The claim is that 
this world is built in such a way that the darkness of this world, the pitch black darkness, is such that a person is that doesn't see the stumbling blocks. There are stumbling blocks, he doesn't see them. That's number one. Number two, that he's confident, he feels very safe and secure, and he's just walking along, big strides. And finally, that that's why he falls down and gets hurt. Right? So, and then he brought us three psukim from Mishle. Prosik number one was that there are stumbling blocks. Number two was that there is that they are hurt, that they are punished, that, they, that there's, there's suffering involved. And Prosik number three was that the person walking is doing so in a confident, um, uh, gullible manner of not realizing the danger he's walking into. Okay. No, he wants to say something? Did, did we, did Ramchal speak out the fact that they are punished? Like, was there a parallel to the, the Ponset that talks about punishment in the prelude that Ramchal just said? He said, yeah, the, like, his, his words were, the noflim, the ovdim. They fall and they are lost. They're destroyed. Oh, I see. So again, in his own words, I, the, the three words that I underlined were, yeah, let's go back over that pasuk again. The Yitzhar does not let him. That was the first word I underlined. That they are stumbling blocks. That are on the way. Yeah? So these guys are walking confidently. As number two is Levetach. They're confidently walking forward. And finally, point number three, they fall and they are destroyed. And then he brought the three psukim a little bit out of order. First one was to substantiate that they are Mishalim. Second one was to substantiate that they do fall. And finally was to substantiate that they do so confidently. Okay? We're good? So far, every time that uh, Ramchal has brought multiple psukim or multiple mamari chazal to substantiate something um, without fail, it's been that if you study it carefully, you'll see that uh, he's that he needs each one of them for a different aspect of what he's saying. Okay, so. That is that is the first mistake. That's the first reason why we are incapable of receiving this advice. Because although although we are being told this advice, but we we don't see it. We don't see all these traps along the way. So although kind of maybe intellectually, in a very abstract sense, we could we we can hear such a thing. We're not going to be able to to appreciate the gravity of the advice that we're being given because we because it's it's an invisible enemy it's, it's something that we cannot see coming that's point number 1 point number 2 is worse than simply being unaware of certain spiritual realities that uh, that see um, elude us right that we that we're just not aware of what's going on worse than that is actually we are krum. We actually see things in a, in a twisted, perverted type of a way, in a incorrect way, which actually gets in the way of our 
ability to see the the truth of the words of Hazal. So here is so here we go. Number two, the Hatal Sasheni, the second mistake, the who This is actually worse. It's interesting. So when I asked you guys, which one do you think is worse, to be in pitch black darkness or to be in a twilight type of a situation where where there is some light but not enough to see properly? Which one would you have said is worse? I guess I gave away, the, gave away the answer. Pitch black. What? pitch black is not knowing that what you're doing is wrong in the first place. Not knowing more than what you're doing is wrong, but meaning that, but not realizing the the stumbling blocks along the way. Not, not, not understanding the stumbling blocks the, 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 that are going to be here. So whether it be, um, you know, understanding the way that people work, understanding the way that the spiritual world works, understanding the way that... Uh, the Sahara works, whatever it may be, right? So just not being aware of all the booby traps along the way. So that's Tinuk Shanishba? No, no, no. Tinuk Shanishba, it means a person who's unaware of the fact that the Torah, that there's a Torah, there's mitzvahs, and there's serving Hashem. We're talking about a person who's fully aware of, of, of all the Hashem. But just because he's fully aware of it, right? It doesn't make it that he that he's capable of of um, appreciating that you know, he still can't see it, right? Like you, know, you and I, we be, we believe the Ramchal when he says it, right? Mm-hmm. But, but but we still don't have the ability to actually do something about it. So twilight is where you misunderstand things, actually. So here is just a lack of, of knowledge, right? Lack of knowledge of certain, of certain um, tricks and traps along the way. Here, it's actually a misunderstanding. Yeah? So says the, says the Ramchal... It is actually more difficult than the first one. Who? So, there's a krumkite. Meaning the person actually thinks that what's good is bad and what's bad is good. Yeah? That, that's, that's a major problem. I'll give you one example. That, that I think applies to this. Um, Revolber writes in, in Alishor Shani, when he's talking in, in the Vad about Anava, humility, he says that a Yeshiva Bacher should not learn this, this Vad. Yeshiva Bacher should not be working on humility. Because he says basically that humility, part of humility is breaking your own... Um, Happiness with yourself, uh, your, your, uh, your, your being into yourself, or whatever it may be, and and he says a part of the success of a yeshiva bacher is to, I mean, the way he's become shy to being a talmud chacham. Of course, he's not a talmud chacham, um, uh, but but the accumulate there's a certain amount of of growth that needs to happen. 
And by working prematurely in a early, in a, what is it called, a pre-puberty uh, way, right, uh, on, on, on this sensitive issue, he can, he can hurt himself, he can, uh, he can hamstring himself. And, uh, and end up actually not growing the way that he's supposed to. That's what Holder says. So, the, so, that, so that'll be an example where a person thinks he's doing, I'm doing a good thing, I'm working on a novel. Isn't, isn't, isn't that a good thing to work on a novel? Moshe Rabbeinu was on of me, call Adam Shalpnei Arts. And, and yet, Revolve is telling you that no, that it, it could be very damaging, it could be very detrimental. So, so you missee things in this world, you're not, you're not seeing things correctly in this world. So, and, and because of this, because they're doing this, so on, on the contrary, he keeps on going with the bad. He keeps, you know, um, I mean, there's no shortage of examples, right, of people, uh, he, he thinks he's doing a good thing, but he's over and over damaging himself and damaging his family, and damaging his community. He ain't die. Shechasera mehem reias haemus liros hara asher neged pneim. It's not enough that he just is not aware, keeps on damaging himself. El shenira lehem limtsoa raios gedolos venisionos. Rather than the contrary, they even think that they can bring proofs, and nisionos means experiments. Mochichim. Lisvarasehem, they prove their reasoning, haros, which are their reasoning, which is evil. Evil means bad, not evil. Their bad reasoning. Uledeosehem hakozos, and their faulty reasoning, faulty logic. Vizos hi hara hagdola hamilafaf. Tom, this is the evil, this is the very much, very bad thing. Which brings them along and to Lever Shachas, to an absolute destruction. So it means, this, this is a second point that's even worse than the first. Vahu... Masha Markasov, that's what the Pasuk says. Hashmein Lev, Ha'amazeh, the the fat heart of this people, Ve'oznov, Ha'chveid, and his ears which are heavy, Ve'enov, Hasha, and his eyes which are dim, Pen Yira, Enov, Ve'oznov, Yishma, Ulevavo, Yovin, Vishav, Rafalo. So it means he is specifically, they're not, we're not saying that he's mute, that he's total, totally deaf, or he's totally blind. We're saying that, that there's a, that this sense doesn't work well to the point that he misunderstands. Because they are underneath the Control of the Yitzhahara. 
but those that have left this imprisonment, they, they are the ones that are capable of advising people. Okay, so so still, you know, so, so basically, so he's telling us that uh, you know you, you think you get it, but you don't get it because you can't get it because you don't because you're not you're not on the level of being able to see the truth. We're still a little bit a little bit uh, in the dark because we're saying, okay, fine, but when I hear your words, it makes sense to me, and so uh, assuming that I could do it. Like, for example, the analogy we gave with Revolbi, right? So Revolbi said to us that he sold. He said to us about humility. A bocher shouldn't work on humility. So first, before he said anything, I would have... A bocher came to me and said, hey, should I work on humility? He said, of course, why, why would you not work on a nova? A nova is very important. Well, you want to be, walk around Balgaiva this whole time? Work on a nova, right? Revolbi says, no, 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 it's not good. Don't do it, stay away. He said, okay, so, so, so fine. So now, but now that he said it, we heard the svara, we understand... So we'll tell a bocher to not learn a novel. So what's the problem? Problem is that I think I think this is what we're about to hear in a minute um, from from the Ramchal in a, in, a, in an unbelievable marshal he's going to give us. But first, I just want to put the put out the foundational idea is that even Revolver, when he's talking about the bocher, he's not saying that. A bocher that was to work with him one on one, someone that he knows and understands that he would never advise him to work on another. What he's saying is that this is a delicate procedure. It's something that could could potentially hamstring a young man. So therefore, being that you're working on this from a safer, you're working from with, with this. I don't know you. I don't know who you are. I don't know who's learning this with you. I don't know if you have a Rebbe on this or not. And uh, so if you work on other things, you work on Kavana and Davening, so great. I mean, it's like that's it's a very positive thing to work on Kavana and Davening, right? But if you but if you work on this, I'm afraid that you're going to hurt yourself. Which means what I'm, what I'm saying is that, that there's a very unique, individualistic situation when we're talking about the panemius of a person the internal world of a person, every person's world is so different and it's so complicated that it makes it almost impossible. It makes it almost impossible unless you've already been freed from it and you truly, really understand yourself. So as long as you don't understand yourself, so how in the world can you appreciate what you're being told, you don't know where the where the mikshalim are, where the stumbling blocks are, and you don't know what's krum and what's not krum. Which parts you're misunderstanding to be and uh, and misunderstanding what to be what. You you don't you don't have any of that information. So how are you supposed to? So theoretically, yes, theoretically, we we appreciate the concept that it's important to be able to 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 work on ourselves, but. Um, you know, the, 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 and the daily kind of benefit, we're going to see soon why it's specifically important. But at the end of the day, right, because I don't see these stumbling blocks, and because I don't see all the misunderstandings that I have about the world, so how can I possibly appreciate the the gravity of the situation 
and the depth of this advice that I'm being given. Does that make sense? Yeah. Very sure. I have a quick question. Why, why does the Ramchal seem to be harping that, on the fact that the, the solution to this issue is held by those who have gone through this process before and, in, and he's not telling us to go look in Shulchan Aruch for Torah for our answers. Okay, so Shulchan Aruch, we said before, Shulchan Aruch tells a person what are the physical, concrete mitzvahs, which mitzvahs that are always in place, that do not significantly change with person, place, or time. Uh, Tfilm, important to put a film. Uh, as much as possible, um, Prima Godum says at least once a day, um, but certainly, you know, it's a mitzvah incumbent upon a person to do that. Oh, great, I got it. Um, Avodah Shebelev is, is, is much more complicated. Avodah Shebelev ch- is, changes all the time, changes with every person. Um, there are myriads and myriads of mitzvahs which we're involved in every day, that are not written down in the Shulchan Aruch. There are infinite amount of situations that we're in constantly that cannot, there's no number of svarim that uh, could be written to describe every one of them and to describe the appropriate conduct for every type of person in every one of those different unique situations. And you're trying to work on, like we've spoken about before, that those four um, aspects that are supposed to fill up every one of your mitzvahs, which is Yira and Ahava and uh, Tahara Salev, the absolute devotion of the heart to, uh, in divine service, and the Tzikun Hamidos, right? Halachta Bedrachav, these are all such fine, nuanced things that you're not going to find this anywhere in, in, in any. And then you say, for the Savior is going to tell you. The, the, the Torah tells you. The Torah is, uh, we're working off of a Pasuk in the Torah right here. The Muslim Sharm gave you a Pasuk already. Right? That Hashem wants from you. Yira, Ahava, absolute dedication of the heart, Tikkun Amidos, and all of that in the performance of every mitzvah that Hashem commands. Okay, Givaldik. So that's it. So now. Why don't you... We're done, right? Yeah. No. Not, not, not okay. No, we're not done, right? Is the, that's... Right, that, that's... Uh, yeah. uh, we have a... Now, a life's work of toiling in these things. And the, the Torah will be generally providing us, of course, with a blueprint. But what he's saying is that you have to learn to discover yourself... And you have to learn how to fix yourself up. And that is a unbelievably difficult task because on the one hand, you don't understand yourself. You don't understand the situation around you. You don't understand the spiritual world around you. 
you misunderstand yourself, you misunderstand the situation around you, you misunderstand the spiritual world around you, and yet somehow you're to navigate this this labyrinth. Okay? So, so we need a Rebbe, we don't need a Shulchanach. Um, Rebbe can't help you either over here, my friend. I mean, if he knew you incredibly well, he could probably help you a little bit, but this is going to be, this is going to be, uh, it doesn't sound like anybody else can do it except for you. Which is what? What what are they advising you? You know what they're telling you? They they said go go do Khajbran Nefesh. Or you thought that this was gonna be that's it? You just find that that magical rabbi, the Kabbalist, and he's just gonna tell you everything you need to know, you just just do that one thing and that you, you you can take care of everything, together with the red string, of course. So, so I understand. They said they said the yaits, the yaits does not mean to. The aid that they're giving you is to go and do a cheshbon hanefesh. That's the aid that they're giving you. So who's the person in the, in the above the maze then? Oh, wait, wait a second. Did you go ahead? Did you read ahead? Well, you were talking about the amazing muscle that he's about to... Well, about to oh, up. man. Okay. So it's, uh, we, have, we have four knowledge. Okay. Well, give, me, give me a chance. Give me a chance. Okay. Blina, we will try to... We're, we're going there. Yeah? Okay. Okay. So we're not supposed to, as, as Noah was saying, we're not supposed to seek out advice for somebody that's already been there, done that, and already uh, overcome that Yitzhara. This is something that we have to do. Again, it, 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 it might be a very nice idea. It might be a great idea. But there has never been anyone who has had the challenge that you have right now, and they never will be. Because uh-huh. you're absolutely unique. The situation that you're in is absolutely unique. The challenge that you have is absolutely unique. And, and the way that you're going to overcome it is going to be absolutely unique. Now, uh, listen, it's always a good thing to hear some words of wisdom, right? But um, the Ramchal is telling you, you have to do a Cheshbon Nefesh every day. Yeah? Okay, so we have not yet heard the why. So why is the Cheshba Nefesh the secret key over here, right? Like this, I mean, he's painted this unbelievably challenging situation. Basically, you're this not only blind, but also stupid person, right? Half drunk, stumbling around in this impossible situation, booby traps everywhere, minefield, snipers, Gunning for you, right? And the the magic thing is the Cheshba Nefesh. Guys, just Cheshba Nefesh. Bow Cheshbon, come to the Cheshbon, and all of a sudden, everything is going to be a magic wand 
that's going to be waved over there and, and, and somehow all this is going to go away? How is a blind, stupid, and half-drunk person supposed to do that? Even if you do come to do Hashba Nefesh. Can we... I know you've already discussed this, but I think it was maybe three weeks ago. You've, you, you went over briefly. But what exactly does the Cheshbon and Efesh encompass? Is it the overarching path that we're on? Or are we trying to determine, are we on that, the path that we want to be? Is it specific actions that we're involved in? Both? Okay, fair. Listen, let's do this. We'll, bleed another, we will go back. If you guys remind me, bleed another next week, we can go back and redo this. I just want to get this idea because we've taken it so far. I want to make sure to get this idea before, before, uh, before we end today. And then afterwards, we'll, we'll, we'll go back and we'll rediscuss what, the, what the exactly uh, we're doing with the Hezbo Nefesh. Okay? Is that fair? Okay. So here we go. So the Ramchal realizes that this is very difficult right now. He's, we, we, uh, he's described this difficult situation. We don't really understand why he's making a duke. Again, I want to remind you, everything is coming from a duke he made in the Gemara. Right? The Gemara in Babasra says, there's Davka, the Moshlim, who are saying this. This is the whole reason why the... Why Hazal Darshan this posik? It's a strange posik. It doesn't take a big analogizer to analogize the fact that Og went and conquered a city called Heshbon, right? So what's the what's the big analogy? So that's why Hazal Darshan from this that's the the analogizers are not analogizers. They are they are the they're those that control the Yitzhahara. They're they're those that rule over the Yitzhahara. And they specifically are the ones to reveal to us this big secret. So, what what is what's the analogy? So, how, how do we understand why the Ramchal is going to give us an analogy to understand why the Hajj Benefesh is so important? So, here we go. What is this similar to? This is a, similar to a labyrinth. Huhagan. Hanatua Lutzchok Hayadua Eitzel At the time of the Ramchal, this was a this was a something that was quite popular amongst the royalty. They would build these um, hedge um, mazes uh, where basically you know it was a, kind of like a game that they would do in their in their enormous backyards. I think that in England there are still some really fancy big ones left around today. Yeah? Asuyus. Uh, I'm sorry? Corn mazes. Corn mazes. There you are. Where? In Illinois. You Have you ever been to one? First time, actually, this, this past year. Really? Yeah. How far away is it? Uh, it's probably about an hour, or maybe less. Wow, and you could like literally get lost in one of those? Yes, we did get lost multiple times. Okay, yo, so we're going to have to talk about this later. I was, uh, <laughs> I was, I was trying to live this muscle, trying to figure out what to do over here, 
So this maybe this maybe we may have to pay a visit to the corn mazes. Okay. So the the bushes are made um ketolim uh, walls, walls, they're made into many walls, ubeneim, shvilim, rabim, and between them there's many little pathways, we all can imagine labyrinth, nevuchim, umeuravim, and they are confusing and, mi- and intermixed, right, the one that ends, the other one makes a loop, the other one opens up into the same thing it opened up before, kulim, dom, zelazeh, they're all similar to one another, you can't tell the difference between them, vehatachles, bom, who and the point of the game is that to try to make it to the um, to the gazebo that's in the middle. So you got the you know you have the royal prince um, with his friends in the gazebo drinking their drinks, and and their other friends are trying to make it to them, and they're looking around, looking on them, and they're laughing at them because they see they're going down the wrong way, right? But uh, that was that was the entertainment they used to they thought they used to think it was a lot of fun. mehem yisharim. There are the yisharm over here does not mean straight paths, right? The yisharm over here means true paths. There are paths from the that are true. It may be a circuitous route, but it's a true path. It means it is leading you towards the gazebo. Umagim ba'emes el hachsadra, and it actually leads to the gazebo. And amongst them, there are those that drive a person crazy. Right? Like from the lotion of Mishageya. And on the contrary, this is a person. It may even look like it's bringing a person closer, but it actually ends up taking him farther away. But someone who is actually inside the labyrinth, he cannot see. Is he in a true path or is he in a false path? So that is us. We are inside the labyrinth. And like he's saying before, you have no ability to know. You cannot know, right? Depending on what your individual tunus and are, depending on what your situation is, depending on your spiritual makeup, your shorsh and shaman, all sorts of other things that we just don't know. So you do not know if this is a true path or not. Right? Kikulum shavim. They all look the same. Vein hefresh beinayim la'ain haroe. Awesome. And there's no distinction. If you study them very, very carefully, you cannot tell the difference. You got two Bakram, one of them you can advise this way, the other one you can advise that way, and for one of them it's going to be good, and for the other one it's going to be bad. You got two Bnei and one of them is going to try this, try this, uh, I don't know, he's going to try, try dieting, you know, uh, eating one less meal a day, and the other one's going to try it. For one of them it's going to be good, the other one's going to be bad. Yeah? Unless you're an expert, you already picked up a, a certain level of chush um, through just you know practicing a lot. and you've already you've already learned some of the paths for yourself that you that you 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 you, um, 
you've learned to recognize the you know the long pathway than the one with all the little interruptions than the bridge shikvar nichnas bam and you've already reached the end which is the which is the uh, gazebo. Vehinei, haomed kvar alaksadra. That if you were standing by the sadra, you already reached there. You're a moshel beyetsro. You are a person who rules over the yetsahara. Huro ekol hadrachim lefanov. You see all the paths in front of you laid out clearly because your gazebo was raised up. You can see down and see all the pathways. And you can tell the difference between the true paths and the faulty paths. And you can warn those that are walking along the pathway. This is the path, walk along it. If you believe him when he's telling you you should go this way. Then you'll get to the gazebo, you'll get to the to the pre-designated place. But if you don't want to trust him, then you want to go in the direction of what looks to you to be the best pathway. So, so too is, is our back now, he's going to give us the nuptial. So too is our case. Someone doesn't get dominated over his Yetzer, he is the person inside the labyrinth. So you can't tell the difference. But those that rule over their heart, they're already up there in the, in the gazebo. They've already left the pathways. Veroyim kol hadrachim, so they see everything in front of them. Leinehem beverur, they see it all clearly. Hein yacholim leyayets lemisha yirtze lishmoa. They can advise someone who wants to hear. Vaaleim tzrichim anu lehamin, and we have to believe them. Vaamna ma hi haetsa sheim nosni nado. Now, so at this point, Yosef and Noah are thinking this is unbelievable. They're about to tell us right now. Everything I'm supposed to do at work, everything I'm supposed to treat with my wife, how am I supposed to relate to my wife, everything I'm supposed to do, what I'm supposed to do in davening, right? This is going to be the best thing possible. They're going to tell me all the answers to the questions I always wanted. Right, Yosef? Yep. Okay. Here, the rabbi. Here we go. Here we go. Here's what the rabbi is going to tell you. Listening. What is the advice the rabbi gives you? Here it is. Go make a cheshbon. Whoa, what an anticlimax. Unbelievable. Are you serious? You're in the gazebo and the best you can do me? Come on, tell me three rights, then go straight, and then one left. And, and you're there, right? The, no, the, the mean rabbi. No, you hear this mean rabbi? This is, is not a muscle breaking down? What's the point of the they in the center? The, the they can tell you how to succeed. You know what they're telling you? Go and make a cheshbon. 
Cheshvan Shalolim. One second, let me finish. People in the maze, the people in the maze don't know where they're going. Right. It's not like they can intuit, like, by they say, like, oh, which way you're There's absolutely no way you can intuit. All the pathways look the same. Do they have a map? No. So how how is sitting down and trying to figure out how to get to the sensor going to help them? Making a cheshbon nefesh. Is it is it breakdown into the marshal and the No. It's perfect. If you just make a cheshbon nefesh, you'll, you'll, you'll make it to the gazebo. How physically does that work? No, I'm torturing you. You know how many hours I thought about this? And, like, how... Let's just finish the paragraph, but I... I am... I think I think that this definitely very much needs an explanation. I will offer one, Bezos Hashem. I even okay. think it may be true. But I, I, I'm with okay. you, right? I'm with you. <laughs> okay. Fine. But uh, okay, so so the, so the rabbis betrayed us over here, and instead of telling us the exact directions, right? Because, like we said earlier, Chasashalom, they betrayed us, right? It means that, like we said earlier, it's so complicated. You're so unique. Your situation is so unique. Your volus Hashem is so unique. Nobody could possibly, if all the if all the skies were were parchment and and all the seas were ink, you could you couldn't write enough enough uh, books to instruct people. For all the different scenarios and, and how to proceed. Kikvar heim, so now, so but they are telling you go and do a cheshbon nefesh. Kikvar heim nisu, they've already experimented this. Vero and they saw veyedu and they know sheze levado who hader hamiti. This is the only way you could do. It. This is the only true path. Leagia haadam el hatova asher who mevakesh velo zulaze. This is the only way you could get there. Okay, so here's what I think I want to propose. Um, there's there's a famous Goyish story about the story is full of really strange Greek lessons that. You're never sure if they're meant to teach you to be a better person or not. Um, but the the story is of the Minotaur of Midas in the labyrinth. You guys familiar with the story? No. Okay. Monster inside of a living inside of a labyrinth, kind of locked in there, um, but. The and and the Mydians, um send them to their human sacrifices. The people wander around; they get lost, and then eventually are devoured by the Minotaur, by the by the monster of the labyrinth. Okay. And the quote unquote protagonist goes in there. He is aided by the daughter of the king of the king King Midas. Um, the, she gives him two things. She gives him his sword, which is important because it would be very difficult to kill the Minotaur without the sword. But she also gives him a ball of yarn. Yeah? And guess what, she, guess what he does with the ball of yarn? He places it back at the entrance to the labyrinth so he buys it right back. Exactly. Now... It's actually very interesting. Um, the 
there is a there's only one absolute way to solve every single labyrinth. One one absolute way. And that is that what you do is you track your path. You go wherever. It makes no difference where you go. But the only thing is that you, you have some basic rules that you follow. If you've already gone down that road and it's a dead, uh, and you've come back, don't go down that road again. Yeah? And if you double back down and you're faced with a decision of going one way or another... And one, one of them, you've already been down twice, and the other one you've been once, go down the one that you've been once. Right? So the point is that as long as you're laying down, right, imagine no matter how complex of a labyrinth, assuming that, it's, that, there, is, that there is a solution to it. Yeah, this is, I have uh, actually um, researched the topic, and it's indeed true. Yeah? No matter how complex the labyrinth is, if you simply follow the rule, of the laying down the yarn, right? That no matter where you go, always go in the path where you're not going into directions you've already been. I mean, always choose a direction that you've been down less times than than not. Yeah? Then you will solve the labyrinth. Which means, if if I went down a dead end, and I discovered there was a dead end. I, I bumped my head into the wall. So then when I go back, and now the labyrinth leads me back that direction, but I see that I've already been down that road. That's not a good road. I'm going to take the other road. Mm-hmm. And then I go there, and, and then again the thing's going to happen over and over. So it's basically, it's the equivalent of a blind man walking around bumping around, but instead of just bumping around into the same thing over and over, which is what Yosef did when he got lost in the in the corn field um, maze, right? That was your mistake. You weren't keeping track of where you'd been. Right? But if you'd been keeping track of where you'd been, then, then eventually you would find your way out. So I think what, what the Ramchal is telling us over here is that, listen... We are so, of course, there's general guidance. You know, um, probably not a good idea to, you know, get angry a lot and like hurt people around you and all sorts of other things, right? The, the general rules of the game we have, right? But if you want to try to become a tzaddik and you're trying to be memash mishumifashvishumimaisov, just like in a in business. Right? You, you never know exactly which product is going to make you the big money, going back to his previous analogies, right? Or, or which, you know, let me, try, let me try shipping this thing differently. Let me try, you know, uh, going by, by water. I don't know exactly what, how long the delays are going to be. I don't know, but let me try it. You know, and you hit on something. You hit on something that works. Okay, good. So let me write that down. Let me keep track of that. But maybe, even though it works, maybe it's not the best thing. Let me, so, so the point is, as long as I'm bumping around in the labyrinth, but I'm keeping records of my bumping around. I'm, I'm making a hashbun. Are things, you know, let me see how things are going, right? I don't want to keep on repeating the same mistakes that I've been making, right? Then eventually I'll make it out. And that's what they're telling us. They're telling us the secret 
how to solve the, the labyrinth. You solve the labyrinth with a ball of yarn. And even though to other people around, let's say you get two people, one with a ball of yarn, the other one without. And it's a very long labyrinth. It takes about a year to make it through. And to solve a labyrinth, sometimes you have to walk. I'm illuminating options. So sometimes I walk you know, east to west, and afterwards, I, afterwards they see me walking back west to east. And they're also, they're walking from west to east, and now they're walking east to west. So we're all wandering around like a bunch of blind people. There's a difference. I'm solving the labyrinth. And they're just bumping around. They're repeating the same mistakes they've been making. I'm solving the labyrinth. Little by little, I'm illuminating wow. all the different options and narrowing down where the, where the solution must be. Right? Wow. So, so the, a person who's in the labyrinth, the blind man, to him... Everything looks the same. To him, it looks like you're all doing the same thing I'm doing. What, what's the difference? You're doing Hezbollah Nevesh, I'm not doing Hezbollah Nevesh. I don't know, it kind of looks like the same thing. You're also making mistakes. Sometimes you have better months, sometimes you have worse months. Sometimes I get some chizik, sometimes you get some chizik. But the answer is no, no, no. The person who's doing Hezbollah Nevesh, he's solving the labyrinth. He's figuring himself out. He's keeping track of, of, of where he makes errors. He's like a smart businessman who's keeping books. And he's aware of what makes him money and what loses him money. And little by little, he gathers the data. And he figures himself out. He figures out what, what I must be doing. What, who am I? What works for me? What doesn't? What are my triggers? Wow. Okay. Um, sorry, we went, uh, we went 10 minutes over time. But, uh, okay, so believe that next week we will finish up the parak, and then we will we'll go back, as per Yosef's request, to just discuss a little bit the actual process of the Cheshpanafish itself. Any questions? So it, yeah, it's not necessarily doing something to, to continue to try something new. It's to be able to, because it seems like more often than not, there's, we're going to be trying something that's not going to work. Is that correct? Or it'll work partially, but it won't be the per- meaning it won't, it won't be the perfect balance of everything. Yeah. But to continue to try multiple, and more importantly, to keep records and to keep track and to keep learning about yourself as you're doing it, so that you refine and refine the system. Okay. If we're if we're going to just draw this muscle to its conclusion, what we're saying is that the people who are in the center have gone through the maze before, and they're saying to the guy that the dope in the middle are counterintuitively because they could theoretically say, go left, go right. Go yeah, but, but it's a different maze for every person, right? So you, that, that, that doesn't work, right? But, but, what, but what they're telling him is, listen, for years it looked like we were bumping around just like everybody else. But everybody else kept on bumping around, whereas we solved the labyrinth. And if you and if you do the same thing, you'll also solve the labyrinth. No, but no, everyone has his own labyrinth. Don't you understand? It's much more complicated than that. Everyone has his own labyrinth. 
right? The solution to life yeah. for you is maybe different than it is for me. No, I, I understand what the mushal is, right? But the mushal with the, with the actual the actual labyrinth that they're they're or the the, the, the analogy. Okay, fine. Let, let's say like this. Let's say they're only allowed to give yeah. them one piece of advice, right? They can't. There's a million okay. turns. They would have to write down an extremely long um, telegraph to him, which simply the King Midas would never allow for that, right? So there's only one thing they can scream to him. They, they, they're yelling to him, one point, right? And what they yell to him is, yarn of thread. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So it's not like, it's not like it's a maze where they're in the shouting distance from the center and they can just make it way through the guys. And I would think that, like, you know, if you're using a mushroom like that, it means that these guys can guide them through each simple, each each turn to get them towards the center because they have the, they have the bird's eye view. But what would, be, what would be the point in that? That wouldn't be any fun. It wouldn't be any fun. These people, these these young princes came came to the to labyrinth to, to, to have fun. That there should be a challenge, right? If if, if somebody's just telling you make a right, make a left, that, that's boring. Why would anybody... Yosef would, wouldn't even go to a, to a corn maze for that one, right? <laughs> but now that he's armed with this piece of information and a, and, and a large ball of yarn, I, I think he may be going back. Okay. There's make, some good pumpkin stuff there too. Okay, guys. Very good. Thank you very much. Okay, we should. Oh, do... so Rabbi Shulman, are, are you are you are you doing the the daily? Yes, believe that we're we're playing to restart. I wanna I wanna tomorrow try to rally the troops, try to get as many people on board as I can. So is that going to continue off where we're at with this? It's a different. Um, I think that that's going to be, that that's going to start from the beginning of the heroes. Okay. Great. So further updates forthcoming. Yes, brother Zisham. All right. Okay. Thanks again.